Okay, everybody, so we are in Daf. Hey, Ahmed Bez, Fiat of the Shemaya. Ask the Gemara the following question. The Gemara asked at the end of after trying to bring all the proofs that the reason we know that a sukkah has to be 10 tfachim is that we get it from the size of the Aron itself, um, or we learn in Alexeir Shabbat Pnei Pnei. After all, sudden now we end up with a question of that according to those sources, um, a sukkah should be 10 tfachim, but 10 tfachim with the schach. It's just like the cover of the Aron was included in the measurement of the Aron, so too the cover of the sukkah should be included in the measurement of the sukkah. So that doesn't really bode well for us because we know, I guess it must have been a Masar or something that was a given, that the airspace of the sukkah has to be 10 tefach, not included the schach. And therefore we were forced to go back to the drawing board to find a new source that the idea of the, that the size of the sukkah minimally is 10 tefach. So we went ahead and tried to learn it from the kruvim on top of the Aron. So let's go ahead and find the place to start. Um, says the word as follows. Ella. Ella is last word of the line, about a third of the way down. Mi base alam is the first two words of the next line. Ella. Mi base alam and gamma, we're going to learn it all out from the base of Migdash. Dixiv, as the Pasik says, Vabayz Ashabana Melo Shlomo La Hashem. The house of Shlomo Melo built for Hashem is Shishim Ama Orko, 60 Amas its length. And 20 amas was its width. And 30 amas was its height. The size of each kruv was 10 amas. So to the second kruv. And like we just said a second ago, in Basin Rashi, is that those kruvas stood on the floor of the Holy of Holies, of the Basin Mikdash, uh, but that is one-third of the height of the overall Basin Mikdash. The Basin Mikdash was 30 amas tall, and each kruvim were 10 amas tall. Vitanya, and we learned in a Bryce Memetzino. We were able to learn out as a precedent from the base of Migdash. The base of Lamim, Kruvim in the base of Migdash, the Kruvim stood at one third the height of the base of Migdash. Mishkanami, Kruvim Bishlish Habayasim, Omnim, so too. In the Mishkan, it's fair to assume that the Kruvim, the height where they end up, is going to be one third the size of the Mishkan. Now, that's already an assumption, because again, like we just said a second ago, the crew of him in the base of Mikdash from foot to head was one-third the size of the building. And here we're saying the crew of him, including the Aaron, is one-third the size of the building. But I guess that's a fair assumption they're able to make. We don't even challenge that. So let's play it out now. So if that's true, how tall are the crew of him in the Mishkan? Mishkan, Kamahavi, how tall is the Mishkan? Esther Amos, we know the Mishkan was 10 Amos tall. Dixiv Esther Amos, Aruch HaKerish. That tells us explicitly that 10 hours long was each beam, each board that made the walls of the Mishka. And long means, if you stand it up, it's 10 hours tall. Therefore, Kamahaviluhu, what is that in Tfachim? It's Shishin Pushki. If you have six Tfachim per Amma and you have 10 Amma, it's very simple math, 10 times 6, you have 60 Pushki, 60 Tfachim. Tulse Kamahavi, what is one third of that? Is Astrid Pushki, that's 20. Tfachim. Dala sarad the Aron v'kaparas. Take away 10 of the 20 Tfachim that we have there for the Aron and the cover. Pashu lehu asara. You're left with exactly 10. Okay, so now we're going to do the math. And the math is telling us very clearly that if we have that the Kruvim were one-third the height of the height of the base of Mikdash, it's fair to assume that the Kruvim were one-third the height of the height of the Mishkan. The Mishkan we know was a total of 60 Tvachim. Therefore, the Kruvim stood at maximum height, 20 Tvachim, but take away half of that for the R, and you're left with 10 Tvachim as the height of the Kruvim. Kruvim, The Pasuk says the Kruvim would spread out their wings above. And they would shelter with their wings on top of the kaparis. But what do we see? We see that the Kaddish Baruch Hu calls schach something that's above 10. 
Now the Gemara is going to challenge us. Mimai de Gadfinu ilave reishayu kaimi. Who said that their wings were standing and were being held above their head, like the way we showed it yesterday, right at the edge of their head? Dilma lahari reishayu kaimi. Maybe the wings of the Kruvin were actually straight forward, even with their head, and therefore that's a little bit less than ten tefachim, because their height was, but if you hold it straight, like eye level, or mouth level, or even just chest level for sure, then the Allah is going to be that it's even less than ten tefachim. So answers the Gemara, that we don't have to assume that at all. <clears throat> Why? So Amr Yaakov, the Malak Sig, the Pasuk says it was, uh, is above, so you cannot assume that the arms, the wings of the uh, Kruvin were even with their head, because the Pasuk says Lamala. So ask the Gemara, okay, fine. So if they aim at the midly two of us, let's say they hung their wings up higher. Who says that they were exactly even with the height of their head? If it says Lamala, Malak means straight up, and therefore that's going to be much more than ten Tvachim. And so the Gemara, Mixiv Lamala, Lamala does not say Lamala, Lamala, double Lamala, and therefore we have a clear Pshara, is that since it says Lamala, it can't be below their head. It doesn't say Lamala, Lamala, therefore it cannot be way above their head, and therefore it's fair to assume it's exactly the side of their head. And that's how we come out with the Shear that a Sukkah should be the Tentvachim, because the airspace between the top of the Kaparas and the bottom of the wings is exactly Tentvachim, that's a Makam of the Shosh Hashkina. Is it from the bottom of the wings? In other words, the height of the crew, if you're measuring something, you, you have to include the, the like the top part of the wings is also. I'm just looking at the pictures in the back that we have here. It's like, why are we excluding it? looks like it's like two or three tfachin that we're just. Well, the, the key word is, is the, it, well, the key word in the Pasuk was that the wings are the schach. The wings were being masakech on the kaparis. If you're learning out from the fact that the wings are acting as a schach, just like in the sukkah, the schach is not part of the shear of ten. The airspace has to be ten. Well, then, then it makes sense that a perfect muscle would be on top of the aron, where the airspace is ten, and then the wings are being the schach on top of it. In other words, the, the point where the airspace the airspace stops. Exactly. Okay. Regardless, of there's there's three inches or sorry, three tefachim on top of that solid gold. Doesn't make a doesn't difference. Make a yeah. Difference. Okay. If anything, the, 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 that's exactly the point. Whatever's on top of it is the schach. You can make your schach and your sukkah as thick as you want. Let's let's say let's say you you accidentally built your sukkah only nine tefachim tall. You're like, okay, fine. So I'll make, I'll make seven inches of schach. That doesn't make up for it. The airspace inside of it has to be ten tefachim. Okay. okay, fine. So th- this, this is where we ended up yesterday. We're going to do a little bit of math now. Hanicha Lari Meir, second one of the line about the quarter of the way up. Hanicha Lari Meir, the Amar Kol Ha'amais Hayu Beinoniais. This all works out very nicely. If you follow the sheet there of Meir, that says all the Amos are the average measurement, are Beinoni, which basically what its reference is that there's actually different shitas of how big an Amma is. Okay? And the average sheet of how big an Amma is is six Tvachim. So then our math worked out beautifully. Our math worked out beautifully because if a six tvachim is ten times six, one third of that is twenty. Take away half for the Aaron and Kapars, you have ten. Shalom Yisrael, we got our ten tvachim. So this all works out very nicely. Remeir Shita that says that the way you measure the Amas is Benonias. Eler Yehuda the Amar Ama shall binyan shisha tvachim v'shal kalim chamisha. But you have a sheet there of Yehuda that interestingly says the Amma that was for the structure of the building was a different size Amma than the Amma that was used for the Kalim, Mike and Lemaymar. What are you going to be able to say? And now here, let's do some math to work this out together. So the, the, um, the, um, the walls of the Mishkan are still going to be 60 Tvachim because we're going to say that the Tvachim for the building itself are still six, are, the Amas of the building are still 6 Tvachim so that works out fine but now we have a problem with the Amas of the Kalim 
the Aron, we know, was Amo Vechetzi Chaymosai, right? So Amo Vechetzi Chaymosai, we said, was how many Tvachim? Well, if it's six Tvachim per Amo, that works out beautifully to nine. The cover is one more, you got yourselves to ten. If we're going to say that the Amo of the Kalim is only five Tvachim, listen to the math now. Amo Vechetzi Chaymosai is five plus two and a half, which is only seven and a half. Add one more tefach for the cover because we were able to figure out on Amad Aleph that it's kapar is only one tefach. So now you only have an R that's 8.5. Hear what I'm saying? And if it's only 8.5, we still know that the Kruvim stand at one third of the height of the walls. So the walls we still said are 60 tefachim because according to Behuda Shita, for some reason, the way you measure the Amas of the Binyan itself is still 6 tefachim per Amma. Okay, 6 tefachim per Amma, that's very nice. So therefore the walls are going to be 6 Sixty tefachim. We're still going to say that the kruvim end off at exactly the one third point. Therefore, the kruvim still end off at twenty tefachim. But if we're going to go ahead and say that the amma that measures the kalim is five tefachim and not six tefachim, it plays out a major nafkimina. When it was six tefachim, one and a half ammas for the height of the aron led to nine. One more was ten, and shalom yisrael. It's very nice. You have twenty is the maximum height of the kruvim. Subtract ten out from the bottom. You have ten left. The ten left is the height of the wings of the Kruvim. But if you're going to say that the Amma of the Caleb is five, so one and a half is then only seven and a half. The Kaparis is one more, therefore it's eight and a half. So the Aron stops at eight and a half. We still have to get to 20. That space then is at 11 and a half. And therefore a Sukkah should be able to be 11 and a half Tvachim. We know that's not true, it's only 10. That's the, the cash on the table. Does everyone understand what I'm saying outside before I go right there? Does that make sense to everybody? What's going on over here? Do it again, please. Okay. One second. Let me just, uh, I'm going to get fancy again. I'll whip out my, uh, my, my little uh, coloring board over here. But, um, where are you? Oh, it's not coming up. I don't know why. There it is. Okay. Um, okay, so here we go. So, so, regardless, regardless, that's the wall. That wall is 60. You can't say anything? I'm not sharing? Or it's off to the side too far? No, you're trying to What? It's spinning. Oh, it's spinning. Oh, interesting. It's not coming through. Uh, let me try again. Here, Stan, you got, you got Dom in your background over there. Um, oh, I see. Hold on a second. It didn't come up yet? You started screen sharing, we don't see the whiteboard. Uh-huh. Oh, it was about to hit. Oh, there you go. You got it? Okay, fine. So either way, so the height of it is 60, okay? We're good with that. That's for sure, because this is 10 amas times, okay, let's see what I do with my finger. Times six. Yeah, there you go. Nice, works with my finger. Okay, that's 10 times six. Then you have, I'm just going to really do a basic stick figure. You have the box of the Aron. And then you have this, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm Dafka doing this very simple, right? So you have, you have the Kruvim over here. So we're trying to figure out what's the height of the Aron. Right? And then, we're, then that whatever's left is going to be the height of the Kruvim, right? So we did a very simple math. We know that the Aron is 1.5, okay? If the Aron is 1.5, and you do it times 6, it equals 9. 
that was a simple understanding over there. If it's 1.5 times 6 equals 9, so then if you have that this has to end off, obviously it's not you draw it to scale right now, that this is the one-third point of the 60, so therefore this total has to each, reach 20. That's to reach 20. The Pusik in the Torah says the the in the Torah says the Aron is one and a half amas tall. Sorry, which where, where was that uh, earlier up? I'm sorry. The, it's a, uh, a Pusik in the Torah. It's, 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 it's what we said on the Aron. We we had we we had we had that. Oh. So so the, 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 I can really summarize this very very simply. There are certain okay. given there are certain givens we have here. The given is, is that the walls of the Mishkan are 60 Tvachim. The given is, is that the Kruvim end at 20 Tvachim. Those are givens. Those are givens. Because we're taking it as a given that the Kruvim stand one-third the height of the walls. Okay? So if we say that the Amas of the Kalim are also 6 Tvachim per Amma, well, we know that the Aron is one and a half Amas tall, which therefore adds up to 9. You go ahead and add one more for the cover, that's 10. So what do you have left for the Kruvim? You have 10 left for the Kruvim. It's very simple math. I'm having a hard time drawing over here without like a, uh, I need like a stylus or something. But the point being is, is that we, you see, is that, is that not clear? We're just, tr- we're just trying to figure out this area over here. How much is that area over here? Well, if we know that it ends at 20, so all we need to do is figure out how tall the Aron is, then subtract 20 minus the size of the Aron, and you're left with the size of the Kruvim. So if the size of the Aron with the Kaparas is 10, then the Kruvim are 10. If the size of the Aron and the Kaparas is 8.5, then the Kruvim are 11.5. It's very simple math. So we're just trying to figure out how tall is the Aron. So we had a very fair assumption that the way you measure the Amas of the Aron are 6 Tzvachim per Amma. So now it's 1.5 tall times 6 is 9. One more for the cover is 10. 20 minus 10 is 10. Therefore the Kruvim are 10 Amas, or 10 Tzvachim. Shalom al-Yisrael, we have our source. But if we're going to go ahead and follow Behuda Shita that says, oh, no, no, the Tzvachim, the Amas of the building are still six, and that's why still the wall is going to be 60. But for some reason, the way they measure the Kalim is five Tefach Amas, or one and a half times five is only seven and a half. Seven and a half plus one more for the cover is eight and a half. So now we have 20 minus eight and a half, you're, sl- you're stuck with 11 and a half afterwards. So then the height of the Kruvim is 11 and a half, so a Sukkah should be able to be 11 and a half Tzvachim. Yes. Twenty is something we twenty is something that we start with. Twenty is is it's always going to be one third the size of the wall. That we're still we're still learning that from the base of Migdash. So just that's that's no, no matter how you measure it, it doesn't make a difference. Just just whatever size the wall is, make a demarcation on the wall, the one third point. That's where the crew must stop. That's that's true. That's that's true, but those crew, which are what, and they're tailing, so they, their height would be different. Their height would be different. So, oh, you're saying if we go ahead and borrow the size of the of, you say we should change the math altogether based on what happened in the base of Migdos, You're saying. Um, that's an interesting, Shaila. That's an interesting, Shaila. Uh, interesting, Shaila. You, you hear Paul's question. Paul's asking a very sharp question. 
we're, we're focusing only on the Mishkan over here. But if anything, we should go back to the base of Midrash itself. When the base of Midrash was, we were told it was 30 amas tall, and the Kruvim were 10 amas tall. Well, the 10 amas of the Kruvim and the 30 amas of the wall are different amas, allegedly, if we're going to follow Behuda's opinion. And therefore, it did not stand at one-third the height. If we, if we, if we do the math... No, we're asking just on the Mishkan part of it. Meaning, we're, we're, we're only asking on the, on the Mishkan on end of it, end of things. Meaning, we're still this, this, this we're still accepting as a given that the that we learn out from the base of Migdash that the Kruvim have to stand at one third the height. We're still taking that as a given. We're not touching the base of Migdash thing. You hear what I'm saying? There, there's two stages. There's there's the source that the Kruvim stood at one third the height. That source that the Kruvim stood at one third the height um, was that the walls were thirty amas and the Kruvim were ten amas, and therefore we have that it's one third the height. That's a given. Now use that as the precedent, as the platform. And now we bow it for the Mishkan. Well, we know that the height of the Mishkan was ten tvachim, was ten amas, which is therefore sixty tvachim, and the Kruvim therefore have to end up at twenty tvachim. And now do the math afterwards to figure out how tall the how tall the Kruvim are. But what Paul's asking is that if you go ahead and do the math on the actual base of Midrash itself, if you have 30 amas, you know, that should be easy, that's 60. So therefore you have, the total height is 180 tfachim in the base of Migdash. So now we have the Kruvim, which are 10 times 5. So um, that 10 times 5 is obviously 50. 50 out of 180 is not one-third. Right? Not a, don't, it's not a tangent, but it's a bomb kasha. See? I got my handy dandy calculator over here. Um, if we go ahead with Rabbi Huda, unless Rabbi Huda only said it in the Mishkan, he didn't say it in the base of Mikdash. I mean, you can go back to the original answer on Hey Ahmed Aleph, where we say when we're getting the measurements, we're not going to take it from you know, three lines down. Yeah. Well, I would answer you and say, um, or maybe not. Meaning, we're going to take something that was already specified the measurements right. within the Torah. We're not going to take something right. that's not specified measurements right, within the Torah. Well, let's just put it this way: I think Rashi was bothered by Paul's question because when he says it, Rashi says, "Kol ha'amos shebe mishkan bein shel kelim bein shel binyan ha'yinim Meaning, clearly, um, the way Rashi's understanding the Machlokas between Rameyer and Rehuda is only in the Mishkan. It's only in the Mishkan. But it would sound like in the base of Mishkan itself, both the Kalim and the Binyan, the Amas, are six Tvachim. P- Paul, here? Yeah, yeah, thanks. What? What would be the logic behind an Amma that's continually changing based on what That is a fair question. I, I, that I cannot answer. I, I cannot answer that. You know, I cannot answer that. We, we saw this a little bit in Lulav Aguzel, like uh, with also measuring the Lulavim. Like, which Amma are you talking about there? Is, is it five Tevachamma, five six Tevachamma? Well, it's a huge Nafkamina because we need to know exactly how long a, a, a Lulav needs to be. So you're asking Yukasha. I, I can't really, really tell you the answer to that. Um, but bottom line, let's just, just summarize what we're holding right now. So we still have untainted the source from the base of Migdash that the base of Mikdash's Kruvim stood at one-third the height, 
And therefore, you borrow it back, back by the Mishkan. Well, we know that the walls of the Mishkan for sure are 60 Tvachim. We know that the Kruvim have to end at 20, 20 Tvachim. Uh, we thought that the Aron was 10 Tvachim total, therefore leaving 10 Tvachim for the Kruvim, and we're great. But if we can go ahead and follow Behuda Shita that says that the Amas of the Kalim in the Mishkan are 5 Tvachim, then the 1.5 height only adds up to 7.5. You add one more for the Kaparas, is 8.5. Now 20 minus 8.5 is 11.5, so then you should be able to have a Sukkah that's 11.5. That's the question on the table. Let's just go ahead and read that all inside. So it says the Gemara as follows. Two, second word on the line, Hanich, Hanich, Lerib Meir, the Amar Kola Amos, Hayu Benonios. This all works out nicely according to Rebbe Meir that says that all the Amos of the Mishkan were medium size, which means six Tvachim per Amma. Elder Behuda, the Amar, Amash shall binyan Shisha Tvachim. The Amma of the binyan of the structure itself was six Tvachim. Vishal Kalim Chamisha, but if it's of the Kalim, it was only five, Michael and Maymar. And I'll speak it out for us. Aaron Vikaparis Kamehabilahu, therefore, how much does the Aaron Kaparis cover? It's Timnio Pagal, it covers eight and a half. We see how we got the eight and a half, right? Because 1.5 times 5 is 7.5 plus one more for the cover. Pashalahu, Chadsari Upalga. You're left with Chadsari 11, Upalga and a half. So, therefore, let's follow this through. Ema, we should say, Sukkah Adahavya Chadsari Upalga. A Sukkah should be able to be 11 and a half. But we know that's not the Lacha. So after all is said and done, at least, you know, again, let me, let, me, let me make one thing clear over here. If you're in the opinion of Rameyer, this is fine. The last answer that we gave is fine. But if you want to go into the world of Yehuda that mentions this idea of the five Tefachama, we need a new answer that will tell us that we know that a sukkah needs to be ten Tefachim. So Allah, their Yehuda, Hilchas According to Yehuda, we're forced to say that we have a Messiah that a sukkah is ten Tefachim. It's, it's, it's just a Messiah. The halacha is a Masara to us. Okay, that's uh, straightforward. And we're going to actually go through that Masara soon. The Amar Chia Barashi, Amar Rav, Shi'urin, Chatzitzin, Umechitzin, Halacha Mosh Misinai. There's three things that we have that are just Masara. One of them is Shi'urin. Shi'urin is like the concept of Kezayis or Yom Kippur that you can't eat more than a Koseves. All these Shi'urim that, that we all know about, that is Allah HaMashmi Sinai. Chatzitzin, which is the halachas of what counts as a Chatzitzer for when women go to the mikvah or when Kalim go to the mikvah. And Mechitzin, which is walls, which is a reference to Hilcha Sukkah. Shi'urin, Chatzitzin, and Mechitzin, Allah HaMashmi Sinai, are all Allah HaMashmi Sinai. Okay, well then that's an easy answer. We just spent the last daft trying to prove that circuit needs to be minimally ten tvachim. We actually had sources according to Rav Meir, but according to Yehuda, we did not come out with a successful source, and therefore we have to come on to the statement that says that anyways, the concept of mechitza are halacha Moshim Yisinai. Okay? Excellente. So one, so, 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 so both as, the halacha Moshim Yisinai is a doraisa, Right? Yes. Is, is, is Rabbi Huda's opinion, Rabbi Huda's opinion is also what would end up being a Doraisa too? It would still be Doraisa. Yeah, absolutely. It still be Doraisa. It's just not an explicit positive. I see. Sir, 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 I'm, yeah. very, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Is there any, we're not any source while Rabbi Huda holds that they're two different elements in the best. Uh, uh, um, I, 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 I can't talk about we. I'm, I'm sure the, the we out there do know the answer. I don't know the answer. Yeah, that's yeah, no, fine. I have to look it up. Um, okay, fine. So we'll stop here.
And the next next Gemara is a fascinating Gemara where the Gemara is going to challenge what we just said that Shiurim only Lach Mashmi Sinai because it's going to bring a pasuk that says uh, uh, is the source for all these different Shiurim. So that'll be the next stage of the Gemara to challenge what we just said that's a Lach Sinai when in fact uh, there are sources that say it's uh, actually explicitly in the Torah. And again, it's a topic for a different time, but there's a concept called um, uh, there is a difference Lamaisa even though Lach Mashmi Sinai has a status of Darais, so there is a difference between between mitzvahs and concepts that are learned out from actual psukim and mitzvahs and concepts that I don't want to say only are only Allah Hamashim Yisina. There actually is a difference between the two of them, which is maybe something we could discuss a little bit tomorrow. Um, okay, let us go on to Pelayoetz. second here. Let's find a faster way to get it up. Sorry, I think about the load. Go computer. Just give me ten more seconds here. I don't know if it's not loading yet. Wi-Fi's uh, blanking out on me. My Wi-Fi is very slow, I apologize.
10 more seconds, I don't know what's going on Stan, do we pay the Wi-Fi bill? I, I have all my bars on my Wi-Fi, but for some reason it's not it's not working. Do you even hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. It's coming through clearly? I just don't know what's going on over with my Wi-Fi. Let me try it one more time. Do you want me to pull it up and share my screen? Um, I guess so, if you can. You'll, you'll, have to, you'll have to scroll for me. But... Um, If you have yours, um, I have something going over here. MS, do we do MS yet? No, it says um, I'm disabled for screen sharing. Oh, yeah, I thought I, thought I, yeah, I, I do have it though. For a second. If it works. Sorry about that. Mysterious Sniper from Musa here. Uh, screen share. Let me know if that came through. Did it come through? Okay, well, let me know. I have it. <laughs> let me know when you. Well, at least I can read it. So let's see what we have over here. I came up. Okay. Okay. So it says the Peleo. It's. Um, yesterday we talked about Dibre Torah at the table, which is very important. Uh, we mentioned that you should have a Neum and other people at your home. If you adopt someone, it's constant chesed. We're up to test, which is Mayim Achrei Mechayva. Okay, my machrayim chayva mi base mi base mechutz b'shabes of alachas. My machrayim, you have to always do. You have to always do. I don't don't think it's uh, something you have to do on occasion. It's a chayva, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter whether you're home or away. Shabbos doesn't make a difference. Rabim avru ubatul and filusa. There are many people that have transgressed and have stopped doing it. Befrat oivrei drachim and particularly travelers. Besarach lizar yosvimayim rishonim. 
You have to be more careful about doing maimachreinim than washing your hands for bread. That's a powerful statement. For Everal anyone who transgresses the words of our Chacham is Chaimisa, Lufum Sarah You know what's harder to do? So you get more scar for doing it. Lufum Sarah Agra. And a Sudas means you have to be careful. It's such a great saver because it's so practical. He's like, if you're going to make a Sudas mitzvah, then make sure you don't lose more than you gain. Ah, it's a Sudas mitzvah. But if you're busy having conversations of Leitzanis, um, Nargan is negativity. Onas Tvarim is hurtful words to others. Shreik Vikalas Rosh, which is uh, mocking certain things and, and, and lightheadedness. Rak Lo'elam Yemar Shemaim Alam You have to always have your Shemaim, even at a Sudas Mitzvah. And if you want your eating to be like a Korban, then you have to be doing it with a proper Kaivad Rosh, proper um, seriousness, and not frivolity. You should know. As a general rule, if you act properly, your table becomes a mizbeach kapara. Becomes a mizbeach kapara. I've mentioned a few times in drushas that the Zerbeinu Bechaye that said there used to be a minig that you would make the coffin of people out of their dining room table, and the reason why you make their coffin out of the dining room table, their aron out of the dining room table, is because um, it was their ticket to Shemayim. When they get to Shemaim, they say, Kodesh Baruch, look at this table, look at the way I ate at this table, look at the guests I hosted at this table, look at the tar I lent at this table, look at the stuff I gave out at this table. This table will be my, my mafteach, will be my Pesach, into Gan Eden. And so too, he's clearly saying the same thing over here. If you eat properly at your table, your table itself will be like a Mizbeach Kapar. When you bench, you have to bench slowly, out loud, with a Simcha. You should pay attention to what you're saying. And if you actually think about the words, it's impossible not to be happy. As it's seen from the words of the Zohar, um, I don't know if it's a literal translation. If it is, I'm excited I was able to translate the Zohar. The Zohar says that you have an obligation, there's an obligation of every single person Tatzdike means strategies. To do every strategy you can to ensure you're going to bench with simcha. A, a skula, to be able to bench with simcha is either to close your eyes or to have your eyes down and your heart above. Okay, look at this. You want to hear some am- amkus of benching? There's four brachas of benching. You know why? Because Hashem's name has four letters. That's why. And therefore, if you have kavana, when you say each bracha of benching, the mechavim for the oisies, l'ashbiyah shefa bracha ba'arba alamos, atzilus b'riyah yitzir asiyah, which is the four alamos in the world of Kabbalah, of atzilus b'riyah yitzir asiyah, asher yilud isha shekach zeichem, fortunately the one who zeichem to such a thing. Because of a chinuch, the same chinuch writes, shekabbalah yeh shekol azar b'brach zamazan, mizoy naisat mitsuyun la b'chavah kol yimei chayev. We have a Kabbalah. That anyone who's careful about benching, he will have his parnasa for him all his life. Okay, let's look at this. Look at this and clearly it's a great thing. We shall be zeichah bez Hashem to bench with the proper kavana that he's referring to right here. Okay, moving along. We have now covered Achille Vestia and moving along to Emes. Svas Emes Tikon Laad. Umatzalas Mimisa. Svas Emes, a mouth, a tongue that speaks truth, will stand forever. It will save from death. 
It's well known the Gemara in Masechah Sanhedrin about a city. The name of the city is Kushta. Kushta is the Aramaic word for truth. Right? We say in Brich Shmei, Elokak Shait. Shait is true. Bahu Atta Deshma Kushta, Shlohayu Midabim Shekhar Velo Mis Anash Belozmana. They never spoke Shekhar in that city, and that's why the name of the city was truth. And no one died young in that city. How about that one? For everyone saying is Al, Shamishna Diburo. If you switch your words, you change up your words, and here he's saying, it's not even like a white lie. It's a, it's, it's a modification. Your Mishana B'diburo, it's still like a B'ing Avodah Vazara. D'chsev ha'yisi be'ina kimitatea. V'ashem alukim emes, Hashem is emes. Chaismoi emes, Hashem's signature is emes. V'tayrasam is tayras emes. V'shevish Yisrael lo yasu avla, V'lo yidabru kaza, v'lo yimatsi b'piyam l'ashen tarmas. And Klai Yisrael, at least the Pasuk Tzvanya says, that Klai Yisrael don't speak falsehood and misleading statements. That's how we are. So just interestingly enough, um, Moshe Shnurba points out that uh, the first three words of the Torah, Bereshis Baal Elohim, the last letter of the first three words, Bereshis is a Saf, Bar is a Aleph, and Elohim is a Mem, it's Emes. Right at the beginning of the Torah, Akash Baruch says, I'm just telling you right now, you've got to be emistic about this. If you're emistic, then everything's going to be good. If you're not emistic, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Just a little bit of, um, I guess maybe we'll end with this, a little bit of brief amkus, the reason why someone is saved from Misa and lives forever if they're emistic, is very simply put, is that we have sources that say, if it would not have been for the Chet of Adam Arishon, um, and, and other interfering elements, by default, a human should live forever. A human should live forever. It's only when there's deviations from the straight path um, that um, it leads to an imbalance that makes him have to get sick or makes him have to die, chas But if things are staying straight, mom is straight, without any deviation whatsoever, any outside reasons causing him to become sick, then everything's going to be fine. So MS is staying on the straight and narrow. You're not deviating at all. If you don't deviate at all in your speech, Hashem says, I'm not going to make you deviate at all from your health, and therefore everything's going to be okay, Bez Hashem. But either way, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, just um, just like a practical question. So when it comes to the negotiation in business, negotiation in business is like a lot, of, it's almost thought of as like a chess game. You know, there are like, there are moves to be made when a move is, is made on you, so to speak. But it's virtually impossible while, you know, while not at least, let's say, giving the other person the impression that you're willing to walk away. If that's not true, um, you know, just because it's always bothered me. <laughs> um, I'd have to hear a little bit more about it. I mean, there are halachas of Genevis Das, but even within Genevis Das, which is misleading other people, there are rules when you're allowed to do it. You know, the, 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 key, the key, which, which again, I have to hear more about your specific Shaila, is that. It's not a specific Shaila, it's really on. It's a Shaila on negotiation with Because negotiation with is like, it's like uh, its own sort of. I'm not justifying it anyway or saying it should be done. I'm just saying, like, you know. Uh, you know, for example, they'll, they'll tell you like always flinch when the guy tells you a price, right? Like you always want to like make a face, it's like that's nowhere, that's nowhere near good enough. It's like it's like a game almost. Yeah, but, but it, I would imagine again the problem would be is if if I Yaakov Robinson would be in a negotiation where I don't know those rules and I get completely swindled because of it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're dealing with people that work in business and this is so to speak the the, the language of communication. Um, and that's the norm. And you know what? It's it's, it's not sheker if you really want the price lower. So if 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 everyone if if you've been trained flinch when they give you a price, 
Well, if there is no standard price that you're cheating him on, and you're just trying to negotiate get a lower price, which you're fully entitled to do, then do whatever maneuver you need to do to get that. Even if you're not really fooled or, or taken aback by his price, flinch away. What's the problem with that? There's no problem with flinching. It's more when you say misleading, when you actually mislead and say lies, where that might be more of an issue, um, but to maneuver in an honest way, and I don't see why that's an issue at all. Yeah, but there's definitely, there's definitely more that has to be uh, that has to be uh, you know analyzed and understood over here. Like, um, yeah, but in, yeah, you know, if someone sells a house for five hundred thousand um, dollars, you, you never start the negotiation at five hundred. You always start at four seventy five, hoping it ends up at four. But that that but but that's not li- that's not lying. That that's that's a it's a it's a. I, I want to, even if someone's not even learning, even if the seller's not learning these types of things, that's a normal. So if he goes and sells me for for four seventy five, then I, I I'd be happy. I, it's not a, I didn't lie to him, you know, you know. For me to say I'm only willing to go up to four seventy five is that a lie? Because I know I'm willing to go up to five twenty five. Um, that, that's a tough shyla, but at the same time, I think it's such a given that by definition, negotiations you start low and then you know hopefully end up somewhere in between. That I don't think that would count as a lie in any way. Okay. Fine. Very good. Well, let's uh, we'll continue tomorrow, Professor Shem.